BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we are back. Hour number two, Pharrell Coast to Coast, right here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Carver High and Joe Ranieri in for Scotty. Great to have everybody with us here today. Uh, it would also be great if everybody went out and got themselves the new Sports Grid app. That's right. It is available now on the iOS and in the Play stores. It gives you everything you could ever possibly want. Uh, that's for sure. You can track scores and live odds, stay up to speed on all the latest content from your favorite hosts. You can watch or listen at any time. Watch Sports Grid on the app. Listen to Sports Grid Radio, including even Carver and Lisi, which is on weeknights at 8 p.m. East. Uh, you can go and do that on the app. You can follow Joe Ranieri on the app as well. Get clips of him from coast to coast, game time decisions, in-game live. I mean, it's just an outstanding thing, and you can get it right now. iOS, Google Play stores. Uh, it's smarter to be on Sports Grid. Go to sportsgrid.com backslash watch. Check out all the places where you can find us. All right, Joe, we said we were going to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. I'm very uh, stunned, to be quite honest with you, that they're 6-5, <laughs> and five, and when you open up uh, the standings this morning, that they have the last spot in the AFC, considering that they drafted Anthony Richardson. He didn't make it through the first month. Uh, they have a first-year head coach. It's Minshew Mania. They're, their star running back basically didn't want to play for them anymore uh, and was hurt slash holding out, however you want to call it, for the first two months. Shows back up. He's on fire again. And now they're 6-5. and five. Two tutties for Taylor yesterday. Here is the second one on CBS. Colts trying to make it a two-score lead with seven and change left. Taylor. Taylor. Touchdown. Surprising stuff, Joe. It really is. I got to give Steichen a lot of credit. Uh, he had to, you know, a lot of things that weren't his fault that were kind of thrown at him in the first month of training camp. And he's got his guys fought now. I mean, he even had a star linebacker who they cut last week who wasn't playing up to standards anymore. You stack all these things up. That's a hell of a first year he's got there. Yeah, and, and he's, they have a ton of weapons uh, offensively. And, and maybe even more importantly, as crazy as this is, they have a quarterback that was very familiar with his time at Philadelphia as the backup with the offensive game plan they were running. You have a backup quarterback that slid right in here, very uh, Nick Foles-esque, and it's working. He understands what's to be expected. He's got a ton of weapons around him. And more importantly, the defense is starting to get very comfortable here. And just like that, we might have our dark horse in the AFC here moving forward. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates for El Coast to Coast on a Monday. Carver I and Joe Ranieri in for Scotty. Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159, Sports Byline. Great to have everybody with us here. I'm with you, Joe. You might have yourself a dark horse in the AFC with everything that's going on. And sometimes that does work. You get a guy who knows the system. Sometimes it doesn't. Yep. Like if you're Tim Boyle. Uh, with Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers. And there's, not everybody is as equipped as, as Gardner Minshew. To, I mean, Joe, that was a tough scene on Friday. I know we don't got that on the rundown. I think that was Friday. But that was a tough scene uh, at MetLife for Tim Boyle. Imagine, imagine being so bad 
that they benched you for yeah. that guy. That's a, imagine yeah. being so bad that that's the guy they thought would give them a better chance to score points or win games. Whoa. Whoa, Joe, your with thoughts. Tre with Trevor or Simeon we're also backing up in that game there. So imagine being somebody who thought that, that might actually make a difference. Think of that poor, <laughs> think about that poor person who was hoping to see something different than what they got there on Friday. Oh, disgusting. Um, Get me started. That's a, a <sighs> tough scene uh, that you got working there. And then the best part is, Joe, and like I said, we don't we weren't gonna get into the Jets today just because they did they played on Friday, but I saw the story this morning about Rodgers, how he wants to come back to practice this week. He wants to go all yeah. this, Joe, for so that he can come and play the last two games of a four and eleven season. Like think about it. They're gonna be four and eleven, five and ten by the time he comes back on the field. And it's all Joe so that he can look at everybody and say, I'm the fastest person to ever come back from that injury in season. Look at me. Yep. Look at what I did. Yep. The selfishness, Joe, is just amazing uh with him. It really is. Yeah, and probably because Hackett's going to get fired uh, or at least well, is on the uh, hacking block. So maybe he's doing it to save Hackett's job as well. I, I think you're onto something there because I think that if he does do this, which I still don't believe that he's going to do, I think that partially you're right. Hackett yep. and Salah, he can then show up the last two weeks. You know, they'll beat the Patriots in week 18, who they never beat. And everybody can go, you see? This is what mm -hmm. this year was going to look like if Aaron didn't get hurt. You know, bring us all back together, and, and it's exactly. going to be a 10 or 11 win season next year. This is proof of it, this Week 18 win over New England. Yep. Uh, watch, Joe. It's all me and you. Yep. We're seeing it. We're seeing it all play yep. out uh, before it even yep. happens uh, with the Jets. All right. So somebody true. Has to, somebody <laughs> has to win the NFC South. Uh, and yesterday's game between Atlanta and New Orleans – maybe got us a little bit closer to figuring out who that's going to be. Why? Because it seems like during the bye week, Arthur Smith figured it out. Give the ball to B. John Robinson. Not one, but two tutties against the Saints yesterday. The second one on Fox. Back to throw here under pressure. He's got Robinson. Perfect time. Touchdown Atlanta. Uh, there you go. A quick one for you. And the other thing that was interesting was the Saints offense is so bad, Joe, so bad. They kicked mm -hmm. field goals all day long, five field goals to get them their 15 points. Hill had a huge fumble when they were going in inside the 15, uh, another time that they should have scored. They, like, have the pieces. It's like you said, they have some offensive talent, but they never score any points. And uh, I don't right. – what goes on there? I, I'd almost rather play Winston at this point. I know he's crazy and he throws the ball all over the place, but I think they'd score a little bit more than they do with Carr in there. Well, you know, listen, you can't make five trips to the red zone and come away with five field goals and expect to win a game. I, I mean, you're just – they had more than enough opportunities to blow the door off the Falcons yesterday, and instead they had to settle for not one, not two, not three, but five red zone field goals here because of Derek Carr and the inability – to be able to get the ball in the end zone. And you're talking about, you know, Kamara's on this team, and we still can't get in the end zone there. So I'm not sure Derek Carr, Justin, it, it doesn't make a difference. Drew Brees comes walking in that door. Um, they got some serious issues on this Saints team. The Falcons have enough talent to win this division going away if they put it together. Uh, both of those teams are five and six now. Atlanta ahead via the tiebreaker with the win yesterday. I guess we can't count the Bucks out at four and seven. They're game back, I guess. Right, right, Joe. I mean, they're they're there. No, down the stretch they come. No, nope. <laughs> no. Joe Mediocrity said, no. at its best. <laughs> no, they are not Unreal. in it. All right. So the NFC South. I have a couple Atlanta <laughs> tickets. I hope that they're the <laughs> ones uh, that actually do figure it out. All right. Pharrell Coast to Coast on a Monday. Carver High and Joe Ranieri in for Scotty. Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio. We'll come back. The Broncos, five in a row. Broncos are back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Monday. Carver High and Joe Ranieri in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have everybody with us. Uh, I said we were going to go to the Broncos, Joe, and we are. I'm just going to spend 15 seconds saying uh, I'm really glad that I thought that Bill Belichick off of a bye could uh, devise a plan to not lose to Tommy DeVito. But I guess, I guess, Joe, we can't be too mad because in reality, he only gave up 10 points to him. His team is just so bad offensively that they only scored seven. <laughs> I, can't, I, mean, I, I mean, there's it's disgusting. What? It's disgusting on so many levels. Tommy DeVito has got more wins than Bryce Young, people. We have never the first team in 30 years to go back-to-back games in which you gave up 10 or fewer points and still lost. Unbelievable. That, sick. Uh, Patriots, and that game was very big in one aspect in terms of the NFL draft order for April. Yes. Uh, that was a very big game, which the Patriots now uh, squarely hold the second selection by themselves uh, after losing to the Giants. And the Giants, I think, slipped to sixth or seventh, Joe, by yep. winning that game. Yep. Uh, but then I, I saw their GM today, uh, Joe Shane, say, yeah, I mean, we're, Daniel Jones is our quarterback either way. Uh, so he worried him. So he's going to keep. He can keep riding that yeah. train. Uh, I want to see if he still feels that way, if he's got the sixth pick and somebody like Jaden Daniels or Drake May falls in his lap. I'm going to mm. wonder then if Daniel Jones is still his quarterback uh, when we get to that <laughs> point. <laughs> the Broncos, yeah. they are back. Uh, they were 1-5 and mm-hmm. five at one time this year. Now 6-5. and five. They've won five games in a row and against pretty good opponents. I mean, they got wins over the Chiefs in there, the Bills, the Browns were 7-3 and three before yesterday. Lots of quality wins. Russell Wilson getting the job done, and he's only throwing for about 125 yards per game. Here is Sean Payton, very proud of his team. Let me see where to start. I, I think I just finished telling the team, you know, we felt like this was going to be a pretty physical game. Um, we had a lot of respect for this team. Uh, you know, they came in here, obviously, with a real good record both how they play defensively and how they rush the football. We, we felt like the rushing numbers were going to be real important when this game ended. And, uh, and credit our players on defense, Vance and his staff. We got into you know some heavier fronts um, to try to take away one of their strengths. And fortunately, we jumped ahead early on in that first half. And um, again, we have a game where we have three takeaways. I think that's four weeks in a row now. Um, we were better in the red zone. There were a lot of things we did today that um, that I was pleased with, and we felt like we beat a good football team. You did beat a good football team, Coach. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm very surprised, Joe, that this has happened. I don't think anybody can say they saw this coming at 1-5. and five. They didn't think the Broncos were going to rip off uh, this kind of a winning streak and get themselves back in the mix, but – they're squarely there now. They've changed their offense to Russ, as I, I kind of made the joke. I'm not really kidding. It's like between 125 and 160 uh, he's thrown for in almost every yep. game in this winning streak. They've simplified things. They're running the football. They're making Russ do just enough uh, on third downs, and he's getting it done. And you look at their schedule, 
they got a shot to be there. They got a huge game with Houston this week. Both teams are six and five. They've got two games with the Chargers who suck. They play the Raiders again. There's going to be an opportunity here, Joe, for this team to make the playoffs. Listen, the argument can be made is that, you know, they've won five of six now. They're playing amazing football. But the thing that sticks out to me, and, and, you know, remember, this was the same team that gave up 70, this defense, to the Miami Dolphins. Remember that? Seems like an eternity ago. And yet, I'm watching one of the most physical football teams we have seen this year. They literally ran it down the throat of this Cleveland uh, Browns defense, which has been, you know, one of the best defenses all year. They went 39 for a buck 69, and they manhandled that front of Cleveland. And the defense is running guys over. They're playing physical. it's, It's unbelievable the turnaround that we have seen on the defensive side And all of a sudden now it's starting to bleed over onto the offense because if you can run it 39 times for a buck 69 against the Browns defense, you can, you can beat pretty much anybody. Uh, You certainly can Uh, on the Browns side of things, Joe, here's the up to the second injury update for them. Miles Garrett, who had the sling on after the game uh, is sore according to Kevin Stefanski, and his day-to-day. Apparently, uh, the MRI ended up being a lot better than what they thought. So he's considered day-to-day. They're staying out west this week, not going back to Cleveland because they are in Los Angeles to play the Rams on Sunday. They have a quarterback problem as well, Joe. I mean, they had one even Mm -hmm. before yesterday with Watson out for the year. But then DTR gets hurt, and they're back to P.J. Walker. And now they are a heartbeat away from Joe Flacco being the quarterback uh, for the remainder of the season. Seven and four, good D, but Joe, no quarterback, and now a Mm -mm. banged up anchor of your defense who makes all your big plays. And I feel like of all this jumble of teams that we have with seven and six wins in the AFC, the Browns could lose some ground here uh, if they don't get healthy. No, and, and don't forget, too, they also lost their all-pro running back uh, also right. early on in the season. Right. So Nick Chubb also gone. So this team has gone through a lot of turmoil, a lot of loss, uh, and give them credit for, for winning the amount of games that they have. But it seems like we're talking a lot about teams like that, right? Like how in the hell they got no quarterback, they got all these dudes missing. How are they winning football games? Pittsburgh, uh, Cleveland. There's a lot of these teams where we're just scratching our head. But listen, you can do it. You can get away with a lot in the NFL with quality defenses. But again, that wears thin because if they're out on the field all the time, then things like what happened to Miles Garrett are going to happen more often. And all of a sudden, that defense ain't going to be nearly as good as it once was. The good thing for them is they have seven wins and they still have Mm -hmm. both the Bears and Jets at home on their schedule. Yes. So that could get them to nine uh, right there, Joe, no matter who could be playing quarterback uh, for them in those games. So that is something that they do have in their pocket. They're in L.A., as I said, this week. The Chiefs offense has been looking to break out for a few weeks now, and they kind of did in Vegas yesterday. Patrick Mahomes slinging it all over the place as he finds Rasheed Rice for a touchdown on CBS. Watson, Mahomes, underneath, Rice on the move, deep blocked by Marquez Valdez-Skidling, that is a Kansas City touchdown, 39-yard strike, catch and run. Kevin Harlan there on CBS, always with a great call. Joe, um, I think the defense is what's led Kansas City all year. I think that that's kind of been their calling card. They got down 14-0 in this game. Uh, No sweat. They come back. And the offense, I thought, for one of the first times this year, really picked up the pace and won them a football game uh, as opposed to just scoring 17 and letting the defense take care of it. They did their share. Yeah, well, the defense has been the most consistent part of the Chiefs. The offense has not, but that changed yesterday. Also uncharacteristic for both defenses. These are two defenses that don't give up the big play, the big explosive play, and yet the Chiefs didn't know what hit them that defense early on when the Raiders were up 14-0, and they went, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then, of course, they outscored them pretty much 31-3 the rest of the way. So, uh, But uncharacteristic 
but great win uh, and back on track for the offense. No doubt about that. The Ravens won on Sunday night in L.A. against the Chargers, 9-3 and three and at the top of the AFC as they hit their bye. I'm tired of the Chargers, Joe. They can't even – I'm just tired of it. I'm surprised that they didn't chop Staley. Uh, maybe they're waiting, like I said earlier, uh, for them to lose to New England this week, and then they'll finally chop them. That could be Brandon Staley's fate uh, if he loses to the Patriots here this coming week. All right, Pharrell, coast to coast <laughs> here on a Monday. Carver High and Joe Ranieri in for Scotty. We'll come back. The Lions share with Davis Maddock next on the green. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. A whole new jungle. This is The Lion's Share. Brought to you by BetMGM. And we are back. Pharrell, coast to coast on a Monday. Carver High in for Scotty here on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us. And, of course, it is time for the Lion's Share, brought to you by BetMGM. Davis Maddock is with us every day here on the Lion's Share. Of course, Fantasy Sports Today, Saturday mornings on the grid, every day with us on c to c All right, Davis, good to see you as always, buddy. You have got a full card for us tonight. You've got the Monday night game. We've got some NBA. Let's uh, dabble in a couple of things quickly off of yesterday before we get to tonight's game. First of all, I always like talking to you about uh, offenses that – make changes, and have they looked better or not, since I know you dive into all of these numbers. The Steeler offense yesterday off of getting rid of Canada. I know the points maybe weren't there with only 16, but first game with over 400 yards since 2020. Did you see a little bit more with Matt Canada gone? I mean, it's it's one of the most unbelievable statistics that I've ever heard in the NFL, that the last game before the Steelers hired Matt Canada as their offensive coordinator, I think it was 417 yards they gained. They then went on a, I believe, don't quote, I believe 52-game streak of not gaining 400 yards one time, multiple quarterbacks, you know, a lot, a lot of opportunities to do that. And then the immediate game after, Matt Canada was relieved from his duties. They gained over 400 yards. I would say the two biggest things that I saw that were different, the first was Pat Fryermuth was the big one. You know, Fryermuth's role before was basically nothing. I mean, he was basically just Kate Otten, and they used him pretty extensively in this game, like really up the seams. I Like, is there anything better than just a really nice seam route where the tight end gets right past the linebacker, he's right before the safety, the quarterback fires it in, the tight end leads his shoulder into the safety, 15 yards. Like it's there all the time. You just got to have a quarterback who's confident to make the throw. Kenny Pickett, I thought, played all right in that game yesterday. And then Pickens was the other one. Like Pickens was pretty wide open. He had this really nice 38-yard reception down the boundary. I, I mean, the Steelers aren't going to win the Super Bowl. They're like, you know, they just don't kind of have the talent. But I, I think really it was the right thing to do regardless of the results of this game. But after seeing that game against the Bengals, I'm like, yeah, it was the right thing to do to get Matt Canada out of that building for sure. Uh, I agree. It did not look very good uh, with what he had been doing there. And that is pretty amazing. 400 before he gets there, 
400 after he gets there kind of says it all your thoughts on probably probably the game of the year in the nfl so far 37 34 eagles beat the bills in overtime you know me and gabe are big bills fans we were screaming about it last hour like i'm just sick davis of them they always lose these like it it's not like once they can luck out and and somehow Allen walks off the field with the field goal or, or and his defense actually gets a stop like it just never happens and they lose every single one of these games I mean I don't know it's just like I guess feels like an accident but I do have a lot of Bills fans in my life you know people I've people I've worked with you guys like just I I've, I've got a you know a handful of Bills fans and I do I honestly feel bad for them because the experience that Kansas City has had where Look, the Chiefs have gotten so lucky in so many of these games. Uh, I mean, the 13-second game against the Bills, the the Juju Smith-Schuster penalty last year in the Super Bowl. Like they, like yeah, the Chiefs are very good, but they also have just kind of ran hot in a lot of these spots. And this year is just—it's the year. It's it is not a good year for the Buffalo Bills. Like every coin flip, I, I don't think the Bills have won a single coin flip spot the entire year. I I honestly like. My takeaway is not, oh, you got to fire McDermott. You got to fire the defensive coordinator. It's just like, you know, these things happen. I, I do think uh, that decision in the fourth quarter to just get the, to take as much clock as you could. I, I did not, I did not like that. I thought that was pretty bad. You know, basically uh, I, I saw one of my buddies who's a Bills fan say this. He's like, you're actually burning your own clock when you do that. Like if you get the ball with seven minutes left and you pick up a quick first down, which they did, I think Latavius ran for a first down the first play on that drive. You're, you're actually battling against yourself. There's like no way for you to score and leave less than a minute off the clock I probably would have done the opposite I would have said score as fast as you can and then you're gonna have the chance to get the ball back like but that's pretty marginal stuff I could see that being argued either way I I honestly just feel bad for Josh Allen who like played his butt off and had to eat another L because I I think that he gets linked Davis as this guy that doesn't win big games but if you really break down all of the ridiculous heartbreaking losses that the bills have had in the last three years a lot of them are games where josh allen goes completely nuts in the game and his defense completely lets him down that you're not going to find a lot of these games where josh allen throws a pick with 30 seconds left is there games that he throws picks yes there absolutely is but he's had ridiculous games where his defense and he hands them the you know here go get me a stop there's 120 left there's 45 seconds left there's 13 seconds left go get me a stop and i'm gonna win this game and they never do it for him we have monday night football tonight in minnesota bears and the vikings i think davis this is the last time that we have to deal with the bears in a primetime game i might be wrong i was wrong last time i said this but i think it's the last time we have to deal with the bears uh right now a flat three and 43 and a half for the total maybe unpopular opinion i don't i don't mind the bears in primetime because they're at least like they're the fun kind of bad like the steelers the broncos the Jets, like these are teams that are not fun. Like even though they have like, I guess the Steelers and the Broncos have a winning record, but like those are, those are, that's the bad type of primetime game. What I want is a team like the Bears who has a quarterback who's like just a total chaos engine and a crappy defense. Although the Bears defense uh, is much healthier than it was at the beginning of the season. And the Vikings are kind of the same thing. Like, the Vikings are not a good team. The Vikings are not going to win the Super Bowl. They're, they are like a great story right now, like no no doubt about that. But these are just two quarterbacks who are just going to kind of run around and make things happen. I'm taking the over on 43 here as my first play in the game. We got the game indoors. And it just, to me, I kind of feel like Josh Dobbs is like the Zach Levine of the NFL. Like for a long time in the NBA, it was like if Zach Levine was playing you would just bet the over in those games because he's a good shooter, but this awful defender. And Dobbs is kind of like that. Like, Dobbs is going to take an awful sack. He's going to throw a pick six, but then he's going to come back. Josh Dobbs is number one in the NFL in EPA added per rush by quarterback, like better than Lamar, better than Fields. He's really good. Um, So I'm hoping we get a bad but high-scoring game tonight. I'd like to see it, too. I know the the numbers this year. What is it? 11 of the 12 Monday night games have gone under. Uh, We get it. But there might be enough forces together here, as you're saying, 
that maybe we can get some points on the board and both teams can get in the 20s uh, and we can actually see an entertaining, high-scoring Monday night football game. Let's go to anytime tutties for you. And you said you like Justin Fields as a, as a chaos engine. Well, why not get him in the end zone? Yeah, taking Justin Fields as an anytime touchdown scorer here. Uh, Justin Fields, the last two seasons, I really don't count his rookie year because they they really didn't let him run at all. I mean, he's been, I would say, the best running quarterback in in the NFL. I mean, L- Lamar, I think Lamar is the best rusher, but they just win every game by like 15 points. It's kind of just this weird thing. Like, Lamar's barely running this year because they haven't had to, to ask him to. But Nine rushing touchdowns in his last two seasons. This is uh, the other thing is the Vikings are the number one blitzing team in the NFL. And you might think in your head, like all fields, this questionable passer, he's probably pretty bad against blitz. No, he's amazing versus the blitz. He's top five quarterback in the NFL at EPA versus the blitz because he doesn't have to think. He just guns it. He, he sees the linebacker come in and he's like, all right, I'm just going to make things happen the way, like the way I did when I was at Ohio State. So I, I really like this number for Justin Fields anytime touchdown. Uh, next, I, I like this one as well. And I want to see if me and you have the same reasons. And I'm pretty sure that we do. And that is for Alexander Madison. Yeah, so I'm taking the under here for a couple of reasons. One, I mean, just like blanket betting unders in these games has been pretty good. But I just can't see a serious coaching staff watching back that film from that Sunday night game against the Broncos and not being like, dude, we just got to get Ty Chandler the ball a little bit more. Mm. I mean, the guy looked like prime Eric freaking Dickerson running the ball. 7.3 yards per carry. Madison fumbled in that game. They actually went back to him after the fumble. But I think there's a, a closer move here to like a 50 50 timeshare which would just indicate that the madison number is probably wrong i'm with you 100 percent. and they have ty chandler numbers up now 32 and a half rushing 10 and a half receiving like i'm in tonight davis like i think that you're, you're right watch that tape this is a guy that should be getting more touches in your offense and hopefully that is exactly what the vikings are going to do tonight maybe we'll even get him in the end zone that would be nice as well all right nba for you I know you had the note on the Nugget Clipper game about Joker. Now, I, I what's the up to the second on Joker? I saw two hours ago that he was still questionable for tonight against the Clippers. Okay, up to the minute. Right now, so last night he was listed as probable. Now he is listed as questionable. Remember, NBA rules are changed about back-to-backs. You can't just be like, all right, we're resting this dude. Um, I, I think he probably goes generally speaking halfway through the afternoon. If a guy is going to be resting, I think we'll know, I guess we'll get official in about 90 minutes from now. They'll do the report. I'm honestly, either way, the line is saying that Jokic doesn't play. I don't care. I'm still taking the nuggets plus five. Like, and if you have to rebuy back in at nine points or whatever, when Joker is out, I'll, I'll do it. The, the Clippers stink, man. The Clippers stink. Seven and a half now, Davis, up to the second. Okay, so he's not he's not playing. He's not that's playing. That's what that, you know, if you you can kind of when you see the number go to seven and a half, like you could just smell it. Uh you kind of know what's coming down the pike. Davis, let's cash him tonight. Great stuff as always. I will see you back here tomorrow on the Lion's Share, brought to you by Bet MGM. We're back on Coast to Coast right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back for El Coast to Coast on a Monday. Carver High and Joe Ranieri in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. Great to have you with us here today. Uh, Joe, I am going to move on to tonight's game. Me and Davis were just talking about the Bears and the Vikings. Before I do, uh, any thoughts on the Raven win last night or the Rams beating the Cardinals? I, I think the one great thing for me with the Cardinals was I was getting a little nervous about my under four and a half because Murray looked good his first couple weeks, but I think I can feel better right. again after yesterday. I feel better about the Cardinal under four and a half. Yeah, no, it, listen, it's the Cardinals are a different team with Kyler Murray. We know this. Uh, good news is um, with, uh, with, you know, Williams and back in the backfield there for the Rams, boy, that's a totally different looking offense with a Stafford at, who has a running game and receivers who can catch shocker uh what the rams have done uh so i wouldn't necessarily sleep on them from here on out also i think there's an opportunity to uh to cash some tickets backing the rams where i think the market might undervalue them as far as the ravens game last night how they didn't win by 300 points after turning the ball over four times by the Chargers is mind-blowing to me. Uh, absolutely mind-blowing to me. Uh, but the Ravens, they, they were a favorite. They should have won. How they won, and for anybody that was getting three or even laying three, um, instead of Zay, uh, you know, taking a knee after he got that first down and ending the game, he took it to the house. Uh, congrats. Uh, that was disgusting on so many levels, but quite honestly, so were the Chargers on a whole lot of different levels. And the defense played its best, Carver, last night. That's the yes. worst part, and the offense was nowhere to be found for him. I'm tired of the Herbert stuff, Joe. I really am. Oh. Uh, I, just, I, I can't take it anymore uh, when it comes to that guy. Uh, so there you go. We will finish Week 12 tonight. Mm. In Minnesota, Bears and Vikings. I start with this, Joe, of course. We kind of mentioned this at the top of the show. NFL favorites in Week 12 are 12-3 and three against the spread. There has never been a week during the Super Bowl era in which 13 favorites covered the spread. Uh, 77% of the bets are on the Vikings uh, tonight, Joe. How about that? First time we could go for history here. Gambling history, 13 favorites uh, to cover the spread in Minneapolis. It is a, a chalk nightmare on, on so many levels. I can't even begin to tell you. And now, think about it this way, Carver. You, Everyone knows this, right? So if you are on the Vikings tonight, you're probably scared to death because there is yeah. no way— <laughs> it's never happened, right? We never got 12, but we're never going to get 13, right? It can't happen. No. <laughs> and I don't think it's going to happen, uh, quite honestly, here, because I think this is a matchup that in ways with Justin Fields favors the Bears. And I think we have to remember, forget the Bears of the first four weeks. Just look at the Bears over the last month. And look at how good this defense has gotten since Sweat has come over, since uh, on, on the teams that they have played, the amount of rushing yards they're giving up. This is a different Bears team over the last month than they were for the first six to eight weeks of the season. I think they're dangerous are. tonight. I think that they're dangerous tonight as well. Here is Matt Eberflus. We've already had coaches getting chopped, Joe. Uh, is Eberflus mm -hmm. worried about he if he, he will be one of those? Do you feel pressure on yourself, Matt? I know we talk about Justin proving over the final seven, six games. You as the head coach, do you feel pressure on yourself to prove to ownership or Kevin, whoever, that you're the head coach long-term moving forward? Yeah, I can see progress, you know, and I, and I told the players in the, in the meeting, and we can show them that. You know, we can show them real tangible progress. And like I said, it's our, it's our charge is to take that next step. And, uh, you know, in terms of what, you know, the pressure thing, uh, really it's, that's, that's the NFL, right? It's about executing. It's a week to week league and, uh, you know, the story of the world's written every single week, you know, so that's the way it goes. And, and that's where you're at and that's the life we live. And I've been living it for a long time. That's the way it goes. Uh, flat three and a 43 and a half. Joe is where we are at right now. If guess a couple days ago, there were some three and a halves 
floating around out there. Now a flat three. I'm with you. You know, I said to Davis before, it was like, this is the last time we got to see the Bears on prime time. And, it's yeah. been, and he kind of did make a point. He's like, they're kind of a, a fun, bad team because Fields can have games where he's fun to watch and their defense sucks, so they let the other team score some points. We've already seen them play. Uh, I mean, the one over the Thursday, that's 2-0 on Thursday night this year. They had that game with yep. Washington where there was 50-plus points scored in that game up and down the field. So maybe we do get a uh, little Josh Dobbs and Justin Fields uh, to the over. I know the 1-11 and 11 unders on Monday night, Joe. I know all about it. Monday night has been under, 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 under. Maybe we can change that uh, tonight. Oh, yeah, probably not. Uh, because this was 45 to open. It's now 43 and a half. And, uh, and here's what I would say, though. I do like Minnesota. And by the way, the Vikings, 6-9 and nine against the number when playing at home under Kevin O'Connell. He hasn't exactly been a uh, ATM machine uh, in this particular spot. No. But again, I, I, I do like Dobbs. And if you've noticed with Dobbs, also with Arizona and Minnesota now, do you see how much success they have in the first half here, Carver? It seems like he's unstoppable. Like, so the scripting portion of the game, O'Connell is one of the best in the in the game, period, which is why they tend to have so much success early. They're going into the break with the lead. All of a sudden, you're going, how are these guys going to stop? And then you notice what happens in the second half with Dobbs. He did it with Arizona. He went MIA. So did the yep. offense. Once the teams adjusted... So if I'm looking to back Minnesota, I'm probably backing them in the first half because the full game, I think the same cycle repeats itself. The offense goes missing in the second half. Defense makes adjustments, and Chicago ends up winning this game. I could see it. Uh, I might be riding with you, uh, Joe, on that one. Could be a little bear night tonight in Minneapolis. Yep. All right, most bet. I usually give you the most bet prop, most bet touchdown. DJ Moore, Ooh. over four and a half receptions. Uh, he caught seven balls last week. 99% of the money is on DJ Moore uh, to accomplish that tonight. The most bet touchdown is Josh Dobbs plus a buck mm. 20. Now he has scored Joe the last three games. Uh, he has gotten into the end zone. So he's looking for four in a row. I was on it the last couple of weeks. I think I'm going to uh, get off the train tonight, Joe. I'm not going to back Dobbs tonight. Yeah, I again, this is got a lot of film on him. They script a great game plan, and he does really well. You notice when defenses turn their backs to him and are chasing receivers all over the place. And you know what he does? He's like, see ya, bye. And that provides a whole lot of opportunities for running games. I don't think Chicago is going to make that same uh, mistake that we have seen there. So I'm kind of with you here. I would not... Look to back him for that. I do think Cole Komet is absolutely somebody worth keeping an eye on because he seems to be the absolute favorite target of Justin Fields tonight, too. So it's kind of a low number for his receiving yards prop. He has been really, really good uh, of this season here as one of the better pass-catching tight ends that nobody talks about. Uh, no doubt. Uh, and he's been good when Fields is out there. Here's who I'm going with for the touchdowns. I will probably add Komet in this aspect. First, I've got Hawkinson at plus 138, Justin Fields at plus 160, so I'm with Davis on that. He had Justin Fields as well. Ty Chandler, he, he had it going last week. Like yeah. I feel like we were saying with me and Davis, like if you just watch that game against Denver, he should be at least at this point splitting the running back reps with Madison, and he was catching balls out of the backfield. He was running. They just put his props up. I mean, 10.5 receiving yards, 32.5 on the ground. I think Ty Chandler is going to start to take over in the Viking backfield, so plus 250. And I always do the first tutties, Joe, just primetime games. I mean, I know it's nuts, but I have a lot of fun with them, and we've hit a lot of them this year. Jordan Addison on the yep. Viking side, 11-1, to and I will add Komet on the Bears side at 14-1. to for the first touchdown yep. for the Bears. One from each team. Yeah, I love that. I, and, of course, Hawkinson, receptions over, yardage over, anytime. It seems to always be a quality bet there, especially now uh, with Dobbs. So, yeah, I, I'm with you on those uh, for sure. I do think 
uh, that Fields is probably getting in the end zone, whether we like it or not. Also, he's, you know, he's going to rumble in and he's going to get it done. And this was the game he got hurt in, wasn't it? The uh, that that barn burner with Cousins, uh, what was it, week four, five, something like that? I, I do think it's going to be a little more exciting than what that disgustingness was outside in Chicago. Yes, uh, that game you were talking about was back, uh, yes, October the 15th uh, was the game where he got hurt, was that game in Chicago uh, running around. So there you go, Bears and the Vikings tonight on Monday Night Football as we look to close out Week 12, and the favorites look to close out a 13th win against the spread, see if they can accomplish that. I have lots of college football, Joe to talk about with you. Uh, I think I could start right now, and then we'll do the rest of it at the top of our number three. But huge matchups. We have championship games coming up this week. College football playoff. We still have seven or eight teams that can lay a claim. I would say seven now. Ohio State's probably out because they did not get the job done, Joe, Saturday at the big house against nope. Michigan. Hell of a game, as always. 30-24, to 24, the Wolverines get it done. McCord had the football, had a chance to go down the field and be a hero, but no, Joe, doesn't happen. Here's <laughs> Gus on Fox. The wide receiver at the top of your screen. McCord looks, fires, intercepted. Bradford and Michigan. I think maybe the best part, not only, I mean, of Michigan winning the game, because, I mean, I take him or leave him, Joe. I can't stand either of these teams, is at least mm-hmm. now Ohio State's not playing on Saturday, and we don't have to hear Gus say Maserati Marv 9,000 times uh, during the broadcast on Saturday night. So that might have been the one saving grace of Ohio State losing this game to Michigan. I, You know, <laughs> it was funny. I did not – Michigan looked like a team that had been there and done this before. They were very workmanlike. I give Ohio State credit. They've taken some lumps over the season, not quite the same offense that we're used to seeing from Ohio State. But at no point in that game did I think Michigan, the, the, the spot was too big for Michigan. And I can't say that in some years past because it was, uh, I don't know if they have what it takes. They just seemed to be in control that entire game and uh i still think without a doubt they are the team to beat for a national championship yep and they're gonna have that opportunity they'll play iowa on saturday night in indianapolis for the big 10 title game i will give you those numbers joe along with the rest of the conference championship games this week in our number three we will come back, uh, get into more of the college. We'll do actually this day in sports. And then at the top of the hour, I'll give you the rest of them, including Alabama somehow, some way, winning that game over Auburn on Saturday. Uh, amazing, believe it or not. And Washington squeaking by in the Apple Cup as they beat Washington State. Oregon and Washington Friday night in Vegas. Pac-12 championship winner in the playoff. Most likely, it seems that way uh, with the two years Mm -hmm. that those two teams have had. A lot to be decided. Pharrell Coast to Coast, Carver High, and Joe Ranieri in for Scotty. We will come back. A lot more to do with Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio right after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. 
Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we are back for El Coast to Coast on a Monday. Carver High and Joe Ranieri in for Scotty on Sports Grid and Sports Grid Radio. It is time for this day in Carver High history. How about 1960 we're going to start today? Gordie Howe becomes the first player in NHL history to score 1,000 career points, 61. Howe becomes the first player there to play in 1,000 games. So two years in a row on the same day, Gordie Howe with a big milestone, 66. Highest scoring game in NFL history. Washington beat the Giants. 72 to 41. Come close a couple times uh, of cracking that. I got a feeling that'll happen mm-hmm. in the next few years. 72, the Yankees trade Ellis Torres and Spikes to the Indians for Nettles and Moses. Uh, 1977, lots of Grey Cup for you today, Joe. The Canadian Ice Bowl. The Montreal Alouette, Alouettes beat the Edmonton Eskimos 41 to 6. There was 68,000. In attendance, 82, Auburn beats Alabama 23-22 for Auburn's first Iron Bowl win in 10 years. 83, Grey Cup. Toronto beat BC for Toronto's first Grey Cup in 31 years. 85, Vince Coleman of the Cardinals wins NL Hmm. Rookie of the Year. 94, Grey Cup. BC beat Baltimore FC 26-23 on the last second field goal. First championship in pro football history featuring U.S. versus Canada. 97, Barry Sanders becomes the NFL's second all-time in career rushing. Now he's fourth, 2004. Marco Antonio Barrera beats Eric Morales by majority decision to win the WBC Super Featherweight title. Legendary trilogy. 2013, Tiger Woods named PGA Player of the Year for an 11th time. He's playing in the Hero World Challenge this week. And in 2016, Grey Cup, Ottawa beat Calgary, the heavily favored Calgary, 39-33 in overtime to win the title in just their third year of existence. Ottawa winning the Grey Cup uh, very early on. There it is today, this day in sports history. Uh, so that means the Grey, and the Grey Cup was what? Last week, Joe? We just missed that. I know I saw Gabe and Cam uh, tweeting about the, the, Grey Cup, the Grey Cup. So I know that it was right there for us. We have another hour to go. Pharrell Coast to Coast will come back into the rest of this college here on the grid. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.